never been to a road show before. This is a chance for our writers and artists, if any of them so want to, to come in to entertain you guys and um, hopefully get you to buy some books. Because if you don't buy any books, you're going to be eating McDonald's french fries for the rest of the weekend. Now we're going to move in with Selena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I think McDonald's french fries. McDonald's french fries. You're listening to the Yard Dog Press Audio Roadshow. Hello, and welcome to the Yard Dog Press Audio Roadshow. I'm your itinerant host, Tracy S. Morse. We're a week away from WorldCon, and I'm like a master chef mixing audio ingredients to bring you a taste of Yard Dog Press. This episode contains 15 minutes from a recent Yard Dog Press traveling road show. This show will give you an example of what you would experience during the actual Yard Dog Press panel at WorldCon next week. Before we start, let's have a word of warning, though. The Yard Dog Press audio roadshow contains mature content and immature humor. Consequently, the content is not for younger listeners. You have been warned, and if your kids need therapy later, we're not going to pay your bills. Now, first up, Selena Rosen tells a story from the Bubba Chronicles, then Laura J. Underwood, in character as Mrs. Tittywomp, and in costume, although you can't see it, tells the story of the Moon Pie Man. Well, Susie, 
beautiful and lovely. And Susie handed her a box of tissues. She blew her nose loudly before continuing. He died of testicular cancer a year and a half ago, and I was just wondering how he's doing, and if he can tell me where I might find Aunt Flossie's antique heirloom quilt. No one has been able to find it since he died. Sit and hell on in, Susie ordered. Looking, then looking at the audience and into the camera, one she, into camera one, she said, Let's see if we can't get Janie the help she so desperately needs to put all these awful questions behind her and get on with her life. The second, a huge woman in a multicolored captain, walked in with a sweep of cloth and sat down across from Janie. Jack figured that with those two beauties in the shot, the cameraman had better find himself a damn good wide-angle lens. Have you ever met our psychic before, Janie? Susie asked. No, Janie wept. Susie looked at the audience. I just wanted to make sure that everyone knows that this is not some hoax. We don't want to do that sort of thing here on the Susie Show. Helen Cosmic stared into Janie's tear-swollen, mascara-smeared eyes and said with an amazingly straight face, I'm getting the sensation that you are very disturbed. Helen <laughs> touched her own forehead and frowned in concentration. That you are desperately seeking contact with a loved one. Oh, how did you know, Jane? It's a woman. No, Jane answered. You're looking to contact a man. Helen Cosmic said, Yes, that's right, Jane cried in an amazed voice. An uncle? No. Your father? My father lives in front Fresno, Janie said. I, hi, Dad. Oh, I get a feeling it's coming through now. You're looking for a brother. Oh, my God, how could you know, Janie cried. She's a psychic, honey, Susie said. And the whole <laughs> audience laughed. His name starts with an A, Helen suggested. No, B, no, C, no, D. She ran through the whole alphabet, so she got to J. And then Janie squealed. Oh my god, yes! His name was. No, don't tell me. I can see it. It was John? No. Jason? No. Jeremy? No. Wrapped it up in it, dear. He took it with him to the other side. 
What a crock, Jack laughed. Getting up, he went to the kitchen to get another beer. Then he lay back down on the couch and watched the parade of idiots that filled his TV screen. All of the other encounters were more or less the same as Jamie's. Helen Cosbank had about as much psychic insight as Jack's half-blind, crippled, mangy coon dog. Jack marveled at the fact that there were so many stupid, desperate people in the world. You have to be both to buy into the Helen Cosmic's act. Toward the end of the show, the psychic was helping people in the audience by telling them, shit to the women, where they kept their lost cat, and such shit as that. Then all of a sudden, the psychic stood up and pointed to a man in the audience. You did The man stood up fearlessly. Who, me? Yes, you. There's a very agitated ghost behind you, trying to get my attention. She flopped back into her chair and convulsed for a moment. Then she glared at the man with utter contempt. When she spoke, another voice came from her lips. Why, Mickey? Why'd you do it, man? I thought you were my friend. First, you bawled my old lady. Then you wanted everything I had, so you killed me. You took my wife and all my money and buried me in a shallow grave under an old oak on Wilford Creek. But who's got the last laugh now, Mickey? Who's got the last laugh now? I told you I'd get you, Mickey, and now I'm here. And that fucking whore wife of mine, too. There was a loud burst of maniacal laughter. And then the psychic seemed to come out of her trance. For the first time in her career, Susie was at a loss for words, and the show went to commercial without her asking for it. Jack sat up anxiously, waiting for the show to come back on. He was glued to a seat, eyes transfixed to the idiot box. After what seemed like hours, the show came back on. What happened after the show, Susie's voice said. The screen showed Mickey being hauled away in cuffs. Mickey Jackson admitted to the murder of his longtime friend and business associate, Tom Farmer. Mr. Farmer's body was found in a shallow grave under an oak tree on the banks of the Wolford Creek. Mickey Jackson admitted to having an affair with the deceased wife, the deceased's wife, instead of the deceased wife, <laughs> and saying she, but not Jackson, planned the murder of her former husband. When asked why he had done it, Jackson said only, I was in love and she used me. I deserve to be punished for what I have done. Jack turned off the TV and grabbed the newspaper. There just had to be a job out there somewhere. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, Laura, looks like I'm not going to get much money. Would you show Okay, Miss Kitty Moore, come on up here and show these bastards. Come on down! Come on Get it! 
she's gonna be the last one. I think. <laughs> <laughs> If you're going to be in San Antonio next week, please come by the Yard Dog Press table and say hi. Many of our authors will be attending, and we would love to sign books for you. Our newest titles include Lee Killo's Ancient Enemy and Selena Rosen's book It's Not Rocket Science, Spirituality for the Working Class Soul. Also available will be Dusty Rainbolt's new book Death Under the Crescent Moon. You've been listening to the Yard Dog Press Audio Roadshow. The stories, songs, and other creative skits used during this show are the intellectual properties of their various creators and of Yard Dog Press. Please respect their individual properties. The opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals expressing them and not of Yard Dog Press as a whole. You can find us on this show via Apple iTunes by typing the words Yard Dog Press into the search engine. We're the only podcast listed beside the many fine Yard Dog titles. If you like what you hear, leave us feedback. You can also find this podcast through my blog, TracySMorris.com. Just click on the image of the Yard Dog on the right-hand side of the blog. For more information on our titles, visit us on the web at www.yarddogpress.com. Look. Go away. Read some books. <laughs>